from the CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Oh Welcome back. God. I'm actually here. I don't know how many excuses I've had not to be here, but let's just say that I don't have one today. So here I am. I'm glad, I'm glad you're back. Uh, we had a we had a good time at SEMA. As you guys have been listening to the shows, um, hopefully you enjoyed them. Uh, I don't know. We just came back with some really bad quality issues on the audio side, and we had to do a lot of work to edit them just to get them listenable. Uh, it, it required some work. So there's some delays and stuff. But last week, if you guys got a chance to listen to Ring Brothers and you can actually hear it, um, love those guys. It's a fascinating. They're they're they they blow me away every every time and we ended up hanging out and going to an event at night and going to a big party and and uh, uh it's great to hang out with 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 that group um i'd like to tell you more but i cannot yeah in this particular case yes uh, in, in most all cases uh also went to the LA Auto Show. There's some stuff on there as well that we can get into. Uh, I'm sure uh, Alistair Weaver is going to have some comments about that as he got to deep dive into some of the cars out there a little bit more than uh, than I have. But yeah, man, what's been going on? What you been doing the past couple of weeks? Well, it's funny you ask because it's I, I made myself like I. I would be remiss if I didn't continue to make notes for future podcasts because I end up forgetting some quality stuff. And it's funny how I put notes. So th these are my notes. And now <laughs> no, I'll, I say you got an actual notepad and everything. <laughs> so headbutt. Yeah. Uh, Lev rack. Yeah. Presley, who happens to be the paraday, the, the deer, uh, raining through my garage doors. <laughs> uh demon 170s yes 2500 is running on the road again ram uh black car friday and uh special bunker shirt for uh black friday so that's those are my notes man which one do you want to delve into <laughs> oh shit uh, well i mean might as well get into that headbutt because that's been about two weeks of your of your delirious life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, in my former life, I was a big, scrappy, 6'3", 280-pound guy that could just do practically anything. But um, I found that that's not the case anymore. At 57 years old, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And throughout my life, I have uh, headbutted a number of people, but uh, in three instances i've headbutted people when they were wearing helmets at a football game and i was not so let's just say that it doesn't affect me like it used to and i can't just shake it off so two weeks ago i headbutted one of gage's offensive linemen prior to his game to to uh obviously psych him up so that he could go out there and do his job better and let's just say i ended up uh in bed for four days, uh, 24 hours afterwards. And then I've just been nursing my, my spine back to health, but yeah, man, it's just, things don't happen like they used to. So they don't yeah. happen. Listen, it wasn't that long ago when we were talking about, you know, the big WWE match where it kind of went badly and you went head first into the pole. I think it was with undertaker and you're, you came back from, I think from Dubai and you were like, sorry guys, sorry fans. That was, 
that was not the match we intended to do, but there's nothing I can do about it. An injury is real and an injury is an injury. So well, yeah, uh, that was that was compounded by me knocking myself out prior to that happening in the locker room while whilst I was walking to the ring. <laughs> Great. So, yeah. yeah. So it's a, that was the I'm last saying, time I did. Yeah. It, it's it certainly starts to add up like you said as you kind of get older and you realize hey i've i've taken a few hits to the head over my life maybe we should stop doing that now yeah and you know i mean you'd think that after a number of years uh, that i would be wiser but no no not really <laughs> well uh did the kids win the game no well then the headbutt didn't really do that much it didn't other than cause him bed rest <laughs> exactly there was no good that came out of it There's... so so yeah i did that and then so they lose and then so that puts them fourth in their division so they have to play the first place team the next week first place team was four hour drive from here so four hour drive played the first place team got our asses kicked had to limp back four hours and then slept 45 minutes before boarding a 7 a.m. flight to the University of Georgia game where Gage had a visit. <clears throat> My neck was still messed up. So, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'll jump from that and change the subject completely to our buddies at Levrack. Um, all, always awesome talking about their products. You really turned me on to the Levrack boys. but Yeah, they're good guys. They sent a unit for Wanda at the barn and they sent a unit for me for the wash bay. Yeah. Um, I put it together myself and I was completing it. I was about 90% done and it was cold and kind of rainy outside. So I'm in the wash bay and I got one of the, one of the bays open and I don't know why I turned around maybe because I felt like someone was watching me, but I turned around and there was Presley, our, 450 pound deer uh that thinks want, it's just want to get out of the rain right no she just <laughs> wanted to be a part of what i was doing <laughs> okay that's all um but yeah i mean and then let's see as i said it was raining and so uh it, it's quite windy up here in the hill country and the wind was pushing the rain through my front two 24 foot doors. Yeah. And so the saga continues with Goldberg's garage because now we're on number five set of garage doors, which will be here in a number of weeks. So do they have to chew on, the on all of that information? Chew on all of that info. Yeah. I, I t- what you got for me. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Uh, the, the fun stuff. I saw you, uh, creeping around the Dodge dealer the other day, looking at uh, Demon 170s, none of which are yours. Yeah, that's another subject. Our buddy, Mike Musto. Uh, I saw that. I saw he's got his car. Musto's awesome. No, he doesn't have his car. I basically have his car. Yeah, I saw that. I've been in it, rubbed my nuts on it, <laughs> sit on it, peed in it, peed in the gas tank, done all of the above because he's in California and I'm in Texas and it's my dealership where his car is, and that's why I was there yesterday. But yeah, it's it's it kind of sucks that there's two demons sitting there, not one of them mine. I was, yeah. But yours is the oh, special no. order, special paint. One of them is, yes. It's yeah. I know where it is. It's at Penske right now. Um, I have quote unquote spoken to a couple people who have had eyes on it earlier this week, uh, and um, 
I I needed some info about that paint, man. I've been kind of on razor's edge worrying about what it's going to look like. And from what I understand, it's fabulous. So I I, I can't wait to see. Is that where they painted at Penske, or they're doing some some assembly there? They're doing that's paint. Where they, I think that's where they do all the the uh, the custom paints for the. 20 or 30 people that chose that number yeah. one and number two. I think that's where they do all the blackout packages. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not positive, but I know I'm positive on the paint. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a cool car. Yeah. It's going to be Should a cool be piece. Awesome, man. It's going to be awesome. That's not the, the first one's the black one. Um, This is the green one. The, the, the uh, number 37 that we're talking about, but the black one should be, I mean, it was built on the 20th. And it should be delivered here very, very soon. And I've already got Gearhead, you know, knocking on my door to uh, juice it up. They've already got one on their dyno. They had one on their dyno yesterday. So God yeah. knows what they're doing to it. And God knows whose it is. But, um, yeah, man, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just pissed off that those two weren't mine. Someone just uh, someone just posted they ran it. They got delivery of their car and they basically just ran it right off the showroom floor, ran nine something, I think. So it was scooting along pretty good in the quarter mile. Yeah, like, I mean, was... you wonder about that 500 mile break in thing or if there's ever if that's just always just a rumor. But, you know, I you know, we put 100 miles on it before and I've already thought about it. Right. Because they want to throw, you know, Mario wants to throw it on the dyno. And I know that's not like staying at 3,000 RPM, <laughs> you know, for yeah. 500 miles. So I, I don't, I mean, I, I'll talk to Trussell or somebody like that. Yeah, out. yeah. That's, I, that's, I mean, look, it, it's always fine to to to, to break it in uh, a, a bit. But, um, you know, there is a break-in that they can do on the dyno as well. They can run through the gears. They can go to different rpm instead of just getting on a road trip and doing 70 miles an hour the whole time for 500 miles like you can kind of you know 500 miles around the city is how i understood it is a better break in than 500 miles on the freeway right because you're stop and go and getting it up and and also when you're accelerating decelerate you're 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 kind of doing the initial break-in on all the gears like the rear diff and stuff you kind of go back and forth um Anyway, it's kind of a, a process, but you mentioned Dino. Yeah, I, I want to meet the guy. I want to meet the guy that does, that lets the Dino put the first hundred miles or five hundred miles on his <laughs> brand new whatever it is, especially a demon. You know, so I I brought my car to Ray McClellan at Full Throttle Customs. We've been working with Ray for a long time. He's got a great Dino shop. Super super knowledgeable uh, about it, um, and uh, has there's a lot of good dyno shops and his equipment is kind of above par. Um, and uh, we should have Ray on the show. We could try to get him on like next week or stuff. We can ask him some real dyno questions, break in questions, but um, it's been a while. It's actually been a full year since we've had, uh, since I had the Mustang Mach one uh, built for the SEMA show last year with the twin turbo kit, the Hellion twin turbo kit. So uh if you guys remember the story is we, we were trying to get a tune, uh, get sort of the can tune, the safe tune into the car to bring it to SEMA. And there was a real issue. The car wasn't accepting the tune. It kept going into a fail safe mode. Um, and I think like right after SEMA or maybe it's just before, but right around that time, um, 
it was right after SEMA. We were able to fire up the car and just kind of idle it, get it onto a trailer, get it in the showroom at, you know, into the convention center. But Kit couldn't really do anything with it. And then when we brought it home, we got the tune in there enough to drive it. Uh, it seemed to run fine. And I knew it was a prototype tune. It was just meant to be a safe tune. But I figured I'd go and get it on the dyno before we revised the tune. So, uh, you know, put it on the dyno. Uh, wasn't super impressive, uh, honestly. Um, the car is... <clears throat> car is 480 horsepower it probably makes about 430 at the tires stock we put down 530 at the tires 100 horsepower is is nice but at i think we were at like eight pounds of boost maybe 8.3 pounds of boost so probably should be closer to 630 uh maybe 650 even on our shitty 91 octane out here um, we probably should have a 200 horsepower bump at the tires as opposed to the 100 horsepower bump. So uh, we did some data logging and um, and we sent that back to Hellion and the guys and uh, they've, over the past year, they've done a few other of these kits and they've sort of revised the tune. Now our tune was, they were like, just email us a tune, something that's not going to ruin the engine it's going to have to work uh, make it drivable, but go conservative and make it safe. And then we'll focus on how to refine that tune. Uh, so we're going to have to get the tune in there and go back and uh, run it again and see kind of where, where we are. But um, like I said, the car runs good and runs strong, but having driven the GT 500, didn't you drive the, the new GT? Didn't you like rent one in Miami when you were going to see your mom? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I did. Yeah. I right. Yesterday, matter of fact. And, and, and that car scoots around pretty good. And I've been on the track a few times with that car and my car doesn't feel as fast as that. And uh, I was with Ray and I was like, Hey Ray, so how are we doing on the tune? Because I really want to like do this video with, with edmunds.com this you drag video and i want to race the gt500 and he's like you'll lose <laughs> i was like okay well how do i not how do i not how lose? Exactly. yeah how, can, can how we yeah can we fix it while we're here like what's happening that's uh, why i'm here yeah that's literally why i'm here so <laughs> uh Anyway, we've got a little work to do on it, but um, that being said, and then a couple little things on the car, uh, like the, the audio system and stuff. We we got it all installed. I got it all tuned. It sounds amazing. When you really get the tune done um, uh, uh, properly with the microphone and the the DSP, uh, it sounds amazing. But we never really finished the 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 speaker grills and the doors, uh, and we were able to make some speaker grills and um uh the guys i work with at uh sound stations we had this idea for a while we wanted to use kind of the the metal grill to match the tweeters on the mids and and the lows in the door because the three-way system in the door for you audio nerds this is what we did is we took the focal it's all focal speakers we took the focal metal grill but we needed to create our own shape and make it fit in the door with our own trim ring so my guy made an acrylic mold and then we used that to form the metal grill over the mold. And then we took 
the carbon fiber theme that's in the trunk and then all the Anderson composite stuff on the exterior. And we made carbon fiber trim rings on the doors that sit flush. So now when you, I'll, I'll post some pictures and stuff. I got to get some nice photos of it. So now it, it in the Mustang, normally it has the woofer in the door and it has like a chrome ring around it. And then it has the three and a half inch or so mid range with no chrome ring, which is weird. And then the A pillar has like an aluminum thing. It's like three different speakers with three different grills. So I was like, this is, I don't know. I don't get it. Right. So we, we, we kind of made everything work together. Um, and it came out, it came out great. So now I just want to sit in it and listen to it all the time. Uh, uh, but I'm happy to get this car kind of wrapped up. And now that we've, we've promoted it and done a lot of stuff with it over the last year, we want to go and take it to the track. Uh, Alistair says, yeah, the U-Drag video is great, but he wants to do the full Edmunds test on it. Take it to the test track, you know, the slalom and drag race. And Worthy of doing it. You did so much shit to it. I mean, I, it'd be very interesting to see. I'd like to see it. I think it would be fun to, to see. But anyway, um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about real quick was, and I know we've covered this on CarCast, but uh, so we'll keep this kind of short, but have you taken a look at what Ram is doing with the Ram Charger EV? Uh, so not the latest. So the 2025 Ram Charger, they there's there's the electric truck, the all electric truck that's going to come out. That competes with the Ford Lightning. But slotted in between the Ram and the EV, kind of like what Ford's doing with their Ford EcoBoost hybrid, right? You get the, you can get a five liter gas engine. You can get the EcoBoost hybrid, which is a battery and a gas engine, or you can get the Ford Lightning. The Ford EcoBoost, the gas engine powers the wheels as well as the battery can do so, right? So you can run just on electric motor and battery, or the gas engine can kick in and power the wheels. Very normal for a hybrid situation. Ram Charger, hybrid isn't the right word. Ram Charger is a fully electric truck, electric motors on the front and rear, big battery. It only moves under electric power. But then there's the Hurricane I-6 engine under the hood that is an onboard generator for the battery and electric motors. So the engine itself doesn't kick in to move the truck like up a hill or when you're towing. It can kick in as a generator to supply power to the batteries and charge it, which means most of the time that engine probably is at a steady state RPM like a generator. Now, it may have some computer programming to throttle it up a little. Like if you're dragging a trailer up a hill, you literally need more power to the batteries. It can do it. But it's not driving the wheels at all. So it's interesting. And now what you end up getting is you get an electric truck with a 3.6 liter under the hood as an onboard generator. You get a truck with 663 horsepower, 615 pound feet of torque. Uh, it tows 14,000 pounds. Um, it, uh, I think the payload capacity is 2,625 pounds. It scoots along quick, 0 to 16, 4.4 seconds. Um, it has 100 and so the being a, a V6 engine under hood, that's a 130 kilowatt generator. That's a big generator, uh, under the hood. Um, and it has a 92 kilowatt battery. So 
you can drive this thing on your property, for example, on the ranch. You can drive this thing as an electric truck for as long as you want. Never even use the engine. You plug it in, you charge it, you plug it in, you charge it. It's an electric truck. And then if you need to tow something or you're going to go on the road trip, that gas engine will be the onboard generator to charge the batteries. And the total range between the batteries and a tank of fuel is 690 miles. Well, there you have it. Right? So it kind of solves that. We talked about this earlier, but yeah. they just came out in true force. Yes. Now, this isn't really new technology. Honestly, I brought it up with Alistair is, is Fisker. The first Fisker Karma was an electric vehicle with a little GM engine, which was an onboard generator. It was an electric vehicle with an onboard generator. Um, that engine in the Fisker didn't power the wheels. So it's kind of the same idea. So anyway, and and the truck looks great and the interior is fantastic and it, it checks all the right boxes. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. This kind of solves the, the issue of range anxiety in an electric vehicle. Um, now I you'll have to get into the details about like how often should the engine fire up just to keep the engine in good shape and yes you will have an exhaust and you will have an oil change but it's it's not a highly taxed engine you know like you're not going through the rpms and dragging power it's there to charge the battery so the longevity of it is probably greater than normal and the fuel economy because if you're on the freeway just doing 70 miles an hour it's a steady state rpm on that on that engine to charge the battery when the battery needs to charge you're not throttling up and down right so it's it's kind of an interesting proposition if you want to go full electric there's the new ram ev for that but if you want this i i don't know if hybrid's the right word but this uh this onboard generator EV, the Ram charger. It's kind of an interesting thought. Uh, sounds like a hell of a remedy to me. It, it sounds like a cool piece. Look, I, as, as a work truck and something like I, in your situation where you're like, Hey, I want something quiet so I can get up early in the morning and not wake up all the animals and the neighbors. You have an electric truck, but then if you need a tow shit or run into town or do whatever, and it's beyond the, whatever, 200, 250 mile range, it's fine. You, you just go, you just do it. And, you know, it, it takes, yeah, you know, uh, anyway, I just thought that was, uh, kind of a neat, uh, kind of a neat thing. Um, LA auto show. I'm sure we're going to get into that a lot more with, uh, with Alistair, but, uh, I want to say Hyundai Kia Genesis really kind of stole the show. Um, and lucid with their SUV lucid came out with an SUV called gravity they debuted it there it was the prototype i know this because i got yelled at <laughs> is uh it's it's it listen it checks all the right boxes right it's it's a it's a three row uh i believe it's three row could seat seven but maybe it's maybe it's made for five i uh, it's a it's got a 900 volt uh, electrical architecture in it. They say it'll go up to 440 miles of range. It will 
haul 1500 pounds, tow 6,000 pounds and still pretty quick zero to 60 in like three and a half seconds. Like it checks all the right boxes, by the way, it's, they're saying base price is 80 grand. So this isn't $150,000 vehicle. Uh, now I, I like what lucid is doing. Obviously they have some growing pains with their quality issue. They need to step it up. So I'm walking around the LA auto show and Every booth I go into, when there's a prototype vehicle, there's a sticker on the window, the door, all the doors. It says prototype vehicle. It may say this is prototype. The doors are locked or this is a prototype. Do not touch. Um, so I walk over to the Lucid and there's people up on stage and in the back hatch is open and people are talking about it. And the front is open and people are talking about it. So I walk right up to it and I just go to the rear door and I push the door handle to open the door. And like five people are like, no, they're like diving in slow motion. And they're like, this is a hand-built prototype. I was like, well, hopefully it's better than the cars you have on the street because those things have fallen apart. So <laughs> and uh, it was just this dramatic moment. They're like, what? And I'm like, hey, man. I didn't see your stupid little sticker. It says, don't touch it. And you got people all over this vehicle. So um, I don't feel badly for trying to open the door of, of a vehicle where there's a group of people all opening doors on it. It, it, just, <laughs> it just all happened to be like engineers opening the door and crossing their fingers and clicking their heels going, please don't fall off the vehicle. Please don't fall off. The vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so I got, I got yelled at by the lucid team. So sorry. I didn't mean to break your car. Um, but uh, listen, if you guys get to a lucid gravity that I can touch, please let me know. Cause it's interesting, interesting vehicle. Um, the one that caught my eye that I'm excited to drive is the Hyundai Ionic five N. The Ionic 5 is kind of that futuristic looking kind of boxy little four-door SUV. And the N line is their high-performance line, like M for BMW and AMG. And they went through the Ionic 5. They welded up a bunch of extra stuff. They added beefier steering components, suspension components, uh, they turned up the wick on the on the EV platform. It's 601 horsepower in everyday trim. And with their fun little end button on the dash, which is like a nitrous button, it jumps an extra 40 horsepower to 641. Zero to 60 in 3.3 seconds. And it handles. Like, you could throw it around the track. It's not a big, heavy, straight line EV. It's not, not to pick on Lucid again, but it's not a lucid gravity like it's just a drag race car it should be less than 70 grand when it comes out it's probably going to be somewhere in the 250 mile maybe 230 mile range so not terrible for for a hot hatch um but you get in it it's basically got like recaro race seats and it's got all this fun stuff fun trim um it just looks like a fun little car to throw around the the track and and listen it weighs 4500 pounds but i don't know what is a what is a hellcat charger weigh 4500 pounds same yeah you know uh so they didn't start with a massive ev starting with a somewhat smaller vehicle allowed them to keep the weight down compared to listen a uh, 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 
a Hummer can do zero to 60 in three and a half seconds, but you know, it's going to leave potholes in the way, in the way, because it weighs 10,000 pounds. I want to see that H1 do three, three and zero. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, if this thing really comes in around 70 grand, this is, this is a fun alternative to, uh, to the to the boring EV, if you will, sounds kind of um, cool. Um, sure. Yeah, it seems like it'd be kind of cool to do, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was kind of taken away from from there. Um, oh, and Porsche didn't show up. We knew kind of going into it, like Porsche was going to pull out of that one room where they all always are at the LA Auto Show. Uh, and I don't know how planned ahead this was, or sort of last minute, but uh, Kevin Hart's collection was in there. Um, he did a great job showing off the car. Uh, Dave Salvaggio was there. I didn't get a chance to, to say hi to them. He was busy, but Salvaggio was there. The cars that he built for Kevin Hart were there. The cars he acquired, um, you know, the really nice mint green, uh, uh, Corvette that he bought then had to like redo, <laughs> uh, that was, that was there. And then credit to Kevin Hart. He's, he's a smart businessman. The whole presentation was on par. It was for the press day, it was fully like catered. They were constantly just bringing out food and drink. And he had his grand Coromino uh, tequila there and they were making tequila shots and margaritas. And then his vegan based food place was there. Not really my cup of tea, but I, it made sense to have it. And he was, he was pushing his brand. He was pushing his businesses. And I like that. He's still moving forward with, with this automotive let's call it a love affair or I don't want to say theme. I don't want to discount what he's doing. Um, He, and this is coming from Salvaggio when we talked to him maybe a year or two ago. And he was saying, Kevin Hart likes to be very involved in his builds. He likes to learn as much as he can. And he wants to make an impact in that world and have some fun in the process and his club plastic cup boys. So, uh, you know, he could have just done like a pop-up event at Barrett Jackson and then that's it. But he was at Barrett Jackson and he showed up at SEMA last year and he brought cars out and he came out to the, to the Magnaflow booth and now at LA auto show. So this is something he's taking seriously. Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to like discount him and go, oh, he's just the guy who's just throwing the money around and whatever. No, he's 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 asking a lot of the right questions and he's getting his cars out there and he's getting the feedback. And and honestly, guy. if he's if he's a having fun guy. with it, then that's fantastic. Yeah, I'd love to sit down and chat cars with him. He's a good he's a car dude. He's one of us for sure. He's just a, he's just Kevin Hart, one of us. That's all. Yeah. Listen, if if Kevin Hart had this car collection and then he became wildly famous as a comedian and an actor, people would be like, oh, he's a car guy at heart. But it seemed like he became a, a famous comedian, an actor, and then started getting into the cars. That's fine, too. Don't 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 discount the fact that he's had this. Long affair for yeah. What I'm saying is, is now he can afford it. He can get cars built and he can get what he wants. And he's got some pretty interesting thoughts on what he's building. I, you know, listen, he, Savaggio is a good consigliere. <laughs> and he, yes. And he rebounded from, you know, the debacle a couple of years ago, the accident, which he wasn't driving, by the way, that's an incredibly, you know, painful thing, but that's not him driving. Um, yeah, just seemed like a, a a different 
auto show that we've used to in the past. Not not unlike what we came back when we when I was at Detroit Auto Show, but overall, you know, kind of. Is there a change? Um. All right. Also on your list, you said Bunker Brandy got new swag. Oh yeah, we got the uh, Goldberg's Garage uh, Black Friday special, man. And everybody who buys a Black Friday Goldberg Garage shirt is entered to win a number, a myriad of prizes that I've gone up there and distributed and signed. And whether it's other shirts or hats or uh, I don't want to say. Uh, doll action figure <laughs> or books or photos or whatever man it's just a different different little deal that they do every holiday and now they got one for me man so go go check it out go check it out bunkerbranding.com yeah i'm seeing the stuff you got it you got a lot of stuff up there it's good yeah you know especially for the holidays right you, yeah you don't have anything for your car centric friend, then pick up a Goldberg's garage beanie because I guess <laughs> it would be cold wherever the hell you're at because it's cold here now. And hey, I've got mine in my pocket, so but yeah, it's it's 30, it's like 35 degrees now, man. So that weather in Texas that changes every 15 minutes, it's changed to freaking cold, yeah. Now you guys are, are you're hitting the road, going to some football games um, over uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, yes, sir. But uh, what's what's going on in the garage? What what do we got to look forward to? Oh man, we're we're uh, actually I've, I've I've employed a new crew of people to come and shoot my Goldberg's Garage content, and it's an old friend of ours, and his name is Bud Brutzman. Yeah, and uh, you know we're gonna have a. a we're just going to kind of regroup because I stayed off of filming for a little while. while I've been paralyzed. <laughs> and uh, um, I got the 2500 fixed, uh, finally out on the road again, my 99 Dodge Ram. And then I got the, I finally found the uh, draw, the battery draw on my demon, my first demon, number yeah. three. It's been three years, right? And, uh, Ironically, it was the seat, the people who did the seat covers, um, they plugged, they improperly plugged my seat in incorrectly, right? And so it was completely drawn on the battery, you know, the whole time. Oh, so interesting. It's facing this freaking gremlin, and it just so happened to be a connector. So, yeah, thank you for something simple, but extremely hard to find. But, um, what else, man? What else? I'm making room for the for the 170. Um, that's it, man. That's I, I it. think I think maybe the the next event uh, that we'll all be at is maybe in January at Barrett Jackson, um, nice. Scottsdale. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was talking to uh, Aaron Hagar for a bit on shift and steer. If you guys didn't catch that episode, go back. We talked about his dad selling his law Ferrari. Uh, and this is this is a big deal. It's the first time Barry Jackson has had a law Ferrari. This one was uh, Sammy uh, and his wife flew to flew to Italy. They met with Ferrari, custom ordered it. He told the story about the color and how he kind of got to it. And um, uh, he just doesn't get to spend that much time in the car. And he's got the the big Sammy Hagar world tour coming up, all the Van Halen hits and a lot going on that um, 
I, I think he just felt like it was time to sell. But, you know, Aaron's got more insight about that than I do. So it'll be fun to see while it's out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool deal. I'm going to be there. I'm taking my original number 1083 uh, Black Demon um, and possibly its brother. Uh, mm -hmm. I was on the phone with Steve Davis two days ago. We, spoke, right. we spoke about Mr. Hagar's um, vehicle going through and all the promo they've done and when number two gets here we can do all the promo and i'll be out yeah right behind mr hagar for that 25th to the 28th show hopefully uh fingers crossed man but you know i can't everybody can read between the lines but uh i'm just waiting waiting on a delivery truck yeah well, it should be a fun event. Now, uh, the one thing I got to get some more information on is it looks like a little change in schedule for the Barrett-Jackson auctions for next year. I only see Scottsdale and Palm Beach on this schedule. Um, you know, and I'm going to make you a promise. I have another phone call with Mr. Davis, and we did speak about the acquisition, but not specifically about what you and I had spoken about, which is the dates. But I'm going to I want to go right to the horse's mouth and I want to hear what he has to say about it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, looking forward to that. And then uh, I think we'll all we'll all be out there for that um, and uh, should be should be kind of fun. So, uh, you know, a lot more coming up soon. We will um, I think we'll wrap it up for today. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving or. I guess. This is already past Thanksgiving. What time you listen to this? So uh, hopefully everybody had a nice thanksgiving and uh we'll catch you next time um uh oh yeah so uh bravago drinkbravago.com is the website we got the hard seltzers up there and there's some shirts and hats and even some delicious dog treats if you know i've eaten them myself they're fine <laughs> i'm not gonna go as far as saying that i've eaten them but my dogs have eaten them and but i can't really pass judgment because they'll eat like anything yeah that's the thing with dogs i listen you i've had them. one it's a little plain, but it's it's fine. <laughs> Maybe add a little peanut butter to it or something like that if you did intend on eating them yourself. Uh, we were just at um, uh, a Galpin Aston Martin, Galpin Ford, Galpin Autosports. They have a big Aston Martin dealer. Um, that's where Adam Kroll bought his Aston Martin years and years ago. And uh, for those of us that didn't get out to Vegas for the Formula One race, they hosted a Formula One watching party at their place. And they did a great job. It was Vegas theme. They had all the tables set up and people were playing the games and gambling, not with real money, but with chips. And it was fun. And uh, uh, everybody enjoyed the race. It was great to see. And we had Bravago at the bar and everybody was enjoying that. And if you see it up on my social media to get a little recap of what happened. So if you haven't tried it, go to drinkbravago.com and... Uh, throwing an order we'd love to get you guys some out there and if you enjoy it uh let us know um yeah okay so until next time great mixer too yeah it's a, it's a good mixer honestly you want to add a little a little bit of uh bubbles and some flavor to your to your vodka your tequila it's it's a good way to go <laughs> it's a good way to go um, and and i can i can attest yes uh we're gonna have to just we're gonna have to get the uh 
the video of you mixing your drink up there. We'll get the Goldberg's two ingredient recipe, tequila, <laughs> Bravago. Oh, you need, yes. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Car